0: Hello, this is the hardcore legend, Mick Foley, and you are listening to Putting
1: You Over. Yeah.
0: Uh, This guy's called The Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret you're watching Putting
1: You Over. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? This is Putting You Over, and welcome to a phenomenal night. as Thursday. Uh, I got to get these prescription sunglasses checked because I, I literally can't see anymore. It is July 23rd, a Thursday. If you're watching us live here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TheStandingStreamer or over on WrestlingNewsWorld.com. And, uh, man, do we have a hell of a show tonight. It, we always start at 9. I'm on a little early, give or take a minute or two. 915 Impact Wrestling, Cody Diener from the Dieners. He's going to be on. He's going to talk with uh, talk with us for a few Uh about wrestling about uh his uh, how his passion about some other things uh the giver the charity he's working into his public well you know what let's just keep all that for the interview and then hello i'm coming Mr. Uh-huh. Yeah. okay i'm coming um did you want to do video tonight
0: uh i can if if that's what you prefer, yeah,
1: we 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 do this live. It's it's like a podcast, but it's live yeah. on Twitch, and and I'm very loyal to Twitch, and I like to that's... just do things. So yeah, we'll do video, and then then we push them out for those podcast people that are too lazy to come okay. to. There you go. See now we got some. Can you see me? Get you? Oh no, I haven't switched. There we
0: go. I can see you. Okay, Just you... a second. I got. Let me get my. Uh... You're fine. I got a stand here.
1: We have so some, then I don't have to. Your beard is folded. a little better than mine. Mine used to be like that a while ago.
0: <laughs> yours is still pretty epic, brother. It, it's no, I say it's not honest. bad.
1: Mine has gray in it though, like right here. But I'm accepting that.
0: Yeah, I don't. mind I don't think mine's gray. I think my, I'm going to say that mine is just sun kissed.
1: Sun kissed. And uh... <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big baseball oh, fan, and uh, yeah. during. One of the Red Sox World Series runs, they had the whole "get beard," they had the whole "let's not shave" whole gimmick, and okay, I got—I yeah. didn't get sucked into that like, like at the start. I was like, all of a sudden, I was home. I I stayed home and got my master's with my two-year-old at the time. Now she's mm-hmm. seven, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh wait a minute, I haven't because I wasn't going to work, so there's no point to shave. And I was like, oh, I haven't shaved. I'm going to jump on this board and my beard got to about your length. And yeah. then, and yeah, and then I got my master's it's and a lot like, of hard work, brother. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, it's going to go, it, well, maybe it won't go gray. I'm a little older than you, but it, it did. And I'm fine with that. I'm good. It's good.
0: It's good.
1: Um, and I wanted to start off with, I learned something really interesting about you that I, I, I was like, wow, this is so cool. And, uh, yeah. you're a huge Beatles fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, when I saw The Beard, then I was thinking George Harrison, so that's what led me into this question. You're a a really big Beatles fan, right?
0: Yeah, man. Like, I was – I started listening to The Beatles probably in, like – I would have been the eighth grade, actually. And uh, I I kind of found The Beatles because – I was kind of like a rocker kid. I was a huge like Nirvana fan. Oh, Kurt Cobain yeah. was like my hero. Yeah.
1: And yep. then yep.
0: and then the you know the Kurt Cobain tragically died yep. and then I was like I was lost as a kid, like as a as a adolescent kid, with my my hero um, one of my rock heroes died. I was kind yep. of lost musically and didn't know what what I should be listening to. So I started to listen to like Basically, I started listening to everything that Kurt Cobain listened to. So I started listening to, you know, like the Meat Puppets oh, yeah. and yeah. Mudhoney and found some of that stuff. And then yeah. I was reading an article and Kurt Cobain's like favorite band was the Beatles. Yep. And I knew who the Beatles were. But at that age, I was like, that's just a band that like my mom listens
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. to. <laughs> I'm right. right on that same so page. Then, right, uh...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just thought, you know, like the boy band version of the Beatles, you know, I want to hold your hand, love me do kind of crap. But then I discovered Revolver
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and then really like the story behind uh, Sergeant Peppers. And then I just like, I dove all in and I just became a huge Beatle maniac and like, uh, yeah, man, have just loved, loved the Beatles ever since. And now I have four kids and yeah. it's like, the Beatles are awesome because they're universal. Like yes, they anyone are. can, to them. like my mom loves them, but I can put a Beatles record on and my kids will be hopping around the room and sing along and love it just the same. It's like literally like a universal music. You can't help but like them. And if you say you don't like them, then you're lying yeah. because
1: they're odd. It's like wrestling. Like everybody either was or is a Beatles fan. Everybody was mm-hmm. or is a wrestling fan. And I have I have three kids myself, uh, all ladies. And mm-hmm. um, they they love the Beatles, man. They'll they'll put on, you know, I have a vinyl record player on here, they'll play that. They watch that beat bug show on Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. They, yeah, just, yeah. they eat it up. And uh, yeah, I man. just thought that was great. I heard you say something about that in a podcast. And I your story that you just told I relate so well with that because I can remember clear as day when I learned about Kurt Cobain. I'm a huge Nirvana fan. I used to have somewhere in this uh, bar down here, I had like a nice framed photo of Kurt uh, from MTV Unplugged, and it's hanging up. And I remember when I learned, and I felt lost too, and I just – I remember my uncle gave me uh, the White Album, the CD and I listened to that constantly, and I yeah. loved it. And then I fell in love with Let It Be – or not – yeah, the Let It Be album, which is underrated. Very much so. But uh, I love that one to death. Anyways, I thought that yeah. was great. I heard that. You said somebody asked you uh, what's one album you would take on a – if you got stuck on an island or something to that nature. That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah
1: you started in with like your Beatles fan. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Oh, what's he going to pick? White Album, White Album's got a lot of songs. Sergeant Peppers is good. You come out with Revolver and I was like, Oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. I and mean, that, that's the, that's my punk rock roots too. I think because like I, I was a, as a punk rock kid and yeah, I, if something was mainstream, I automatically didn't like it yeah.
1: simply because <laughs> it was
0: mainstream. Yeah. And like Revol- Revolver is like kind of like that deep it cut is. that not everybody knows about. So like, yeah. I was really yeah. drawn to that for that. But I mean, that has like Eleanor Rigby yes, on it, it does. and like some classic tunes that, yeah. that uh, you don't realize like if you're like, Oh, revolver, what, which album was that? But then when you play it like, okay, yeah, no, I know this album. Like there's hit songs on there, dude. Yeah.
1: That everything about that album's great. It's got those hit songs, the deep cuts. Uh, mm-hmm. You, There's nothing you would skip. Like if it's a CD or whatever, there's nothing you would skip Exactly. the yep. album artwork is like it's art oh yeah i had to buy an extra vinyl copy just so i could frame the actual picture Uh, yeah totally yeah so i was so into that so there's our music (laughs) there's our music session of the (laughs) night uh what are you listening to now anything i always see as i get older i find music gets worse it's really hard (laughs) for me to find something good
0: yeah, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff. Um, I'm I'm the same with wrestling, actually. Uh I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch a lot of the new stuff either. To to be completely honest, if I'm gonna like watch wrestling, I'm I'm watching an old Saturday Night's main event, you know, uh, and and kicking that in. But I mean, that's the amazing thing about yeah. technology nowadays. Like any wrestling that I th- I think of that I want to listen to, I can find it in a second. Yeah. Um, and match you know yeah. uh, my son is just today declared the undertaker his favorite wrestler and uh we were I w- we were watching the undertaker dvd and there was a short like little clip on this dvd of undertaker versus the undertaker yeah. from somerset he's like what is that <laughs> but the undertaker is himself What's like going yeah on? that's not on the and I'm, he's like that's not on this dvd and i'm like yeah i know but we can find it like I have the WWE Network. Anything you want to see, I can show you. Yeah. So, like, I show him that; it just blows his mind. Um, and same with music, right? Yeah. Like, I have, yeah. I have uh, Spotify. Yeah. So, like, I spent like thirty bucks on a, an obscure punk rock CD when I was a teenager, <laughs> yeah. and now for now for it's ten player. bucks. I have every single one of those CDs that I spent hundreds of dollars on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so I'm I'm doing a lot of that actually. I'm kind of thinking back on my old CD collection that I've since pawned off and yeah. stuff with and going back and kind of listening to some some of that stuff that I used to listen to as a teenager. I I was a uh, when I after I became a Beatles fanatic and I started to listen to punk rock and was in a lot of punk rock bands in high school, so I listened to everything. A lot of SoCal punk like Lagwagon and oh, Pennywise and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, then your classic, awesome stuff like the Ramones yeah. and things. And being able to just go back and listen to any Ramones album I want to at any
1: time, yeah, like,
0: like a click of a button is just—it's awesome. It's
1: hey, unreal. The kids today—they don't—they don't get it. They don't get it. No. Anything they want, like this, they don't even gotta wait. I said this a couple of nights ago. They're watching one of their favorite shows, and there's a cliffhanger. There's a to be continued. They ain't gotta wait. They just gotta hit the next <laughs> button on Netflix. I'm like, what is up with that?
0: Yeah, man. And I and I, I actually I talk about this a lot with kind of like older. Disgruntled wrestlers (laughs) (laughs) that are like, man, they just you know, young the young generation, they don't get it, and they they wrestle too fast, and they want instant gratification. And I try to look at it through their eyes. It's like, well, that's what they're used to. Yeah, that's what they're used to. They're they're used to that mile a minute. So like, I don't believe that wrestling should be a mile a minute. But I also see that these kids growing up are used to a life like that. Um, They do that things are just at a different speed in the world in general. So I feel like there, you can totally find a middle ground, and common ground. So I try to do that with everything, but definitely with, with wrestling. I, I try to like, try to take some, some of the new stuff, but mix it with the old stuff and what's old is new again. Yeah, that's and right, yeah. that's kind of, kind of one of the ways I try to approach the business.
1: Um, speaking of wrestling, now you dared to dream big. You, that's a big thing that you yeah. say you, you've achieved sure. that, uh, What's the first wrestling moment that you can think of that, that made you want to dare to dream big? I know it's cliche
0: yeah. when wrestlers say that. Like, oh, my first yeah. memories are of wrestling, but it's that is actually true for me. Yeah. My first memories are of watching Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, I used to watch Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the steel cage. I had it on VHS, <laughs> and I watched that literally 10 times a day. My mom would just... I just like, what do you want to do okay, I want to watch that again. Should hit rewind. I wore that tape out, man. And that's my first memories are like, just watching Hulk Hogan, watching these large in life characters, and just in this back in the back of my little five year old brain, I guess I just thought like, I want to do that someday. And I think a lot of kids, they think that, but because they're so naive <laughs> that yeah. they just think they can. I just like, yeah, I can do that. And then as I got older, I started to realize, like, wait a minute, like, I, th- I think it's tough to be a, r- a wrestler because <laughs> you, you just can't do that, you know. And, and what I try to encourage kids, when when I, I, I speak in schools and yeah. I, I, I talk to young kids, I try to tell them, like, you know what, when that when that kind of thinking, the real world thinking starts to enter your brain, like, oh, no, maybe I can't do that. Ignore it and yeah. don't don't listen to those people that tell you that you can't you can if you actually truly really want to do it it's not just this thing like this fleeting dream where like one day you want to be a baseball player the next day you want to be a hockey player the next day you want to be a football player and then oh well, one day oh, i want to be a wrestler but it changes a lot of kids they're always yep. changing for me it didn't change from day one i wanted to be a wrestler and it never never changed for me so if kids find that thing that passion that dream I dare them to dream big and like, no, you, you can pursue that and you can do it. You just got to be willing to put in the work and, and, uh, follow that dream to the end.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to get to the, your public speaking and your charity at the end, because that stuff is, is amazing. It's so, uh, inspirational and, and I, I, you know, I work in the school system, so I mm-hmm. have kids, uh, I work with children with autism, uh, school age ones yep. and, and I have uh, kids, and, and they think of things all the time about uh, I can't do this. I if I hear yep. I can't do this <laughs> another time while I'm working, I'm gonna yeah. lose it because they mo- yeah. once you say that, you're that's it. Like you gotta rewire your brain. But I mean, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, sure, to, to the yeah. end. You know, you 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 dare to dream big. You want to be a wrestler. You you went. We're we're gonna go right past. You went to the train and you took your first bumps, you know, you're mm-hmm. there, right. You're doing it. You're yeah. in, on the indie scene. And yeah. what I learned about you is that you wrestled, uh, Kurt Angle. You were a hometown hero that night in, in, uh, yep. way upstate New York. Yeah. Oh, yep. well, maybe West. Uh, what was that experience like? I mean, gold medalists like,
0: yeah. So that was just very surreal. Uh, a lot. Of, I tell a lot of young wrestlers, you just got to be willing to put yourself out there. Because wrestling, like a lot of things in life, is just like right place, right time.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I actually wrestled the night before in a dark match against Muhammad Hassan, who wow. was a very short-lived WWE character. Yep. But uh, and the only reason I wrestled him was because Sergeant Slaughter gathered all the extras together. There was like me, uh, Sin, Sin Bodhi, the Highlanders who were trying <laughs> to get a job at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple other guys from New York state area and we were kind of all staying around and Sergeant Slaughter's like, we need somebody to wrestle Muhammad Hassan tonight in a dark match. And I go, I'll do it before anybody else said it. He goes, yeah. What's your name? And I told him, he's like, okay. And he put my name on the board. That's like, awesome. that's the only reason I got that spot yeah. was because I, I was, I, I put myself in that position. I was the first one to say, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. And that went, that went so well that night, uh, in the dark match, uh, before raw, that they 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 told me they wanted me to do the Kurt Angle Invitational the next night on TV on SmackDown, and um, it was awesome. Kurt Angle was amazing. It was a dream come true being in being in a WWE ring was my goal since I was five, and I accomplished that goal. Um, so one of the things I learned from that whole experience um, was before I went there, this is like 2004. Okay, so the business has changed a lot. Um, in 2004. If you weren't like six foot two, uh, two hundred and thirty pounds, chiseled from granite, yeah. you weren't you weren't getting a job. That was just the way it was. So I was not six foot two, and I was not two hundred thirty pounds. So I thought in my mind, I'm I'm going to look tiny on TV. I'm going to be in this land of giants. I'm not going to look like I belong. I'll obviously just look like a jabroni, and uh, I'll just go there. And I'll get beat up, and I'll be sent home. But that's not the way it went down. I actually realized and had the confidence after that, that wait a minute standing, you know, toe to toe with Kurt Angle. I look like I belong. Um, I put a lot of work in, into getting in good shape. So it was a huge confidence booster. When I left that, that after those two days, I thought, you know what? No, I, I belong there. I belong um in a professional wrestling ring on tv i i deserve a contract it was such a huge confidence booster and then things started to really 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 roll for me and my confidence kind of went up and up and up which eventually led to me getting a contract with tna
1: that's right so let's we'll go right there you had tna slash impact at the time it might even have been global force wrestling then it went through so many incarnations
0: yeah, um, no. Gloat first was a long, a long ways later. After, like, right? Because you,
1: you have been in and out later. of TNA a couple times. Um, yeah,
0: so right around the same time that I wrestled those dark matches uh, and did the thing with Kurt Angle, that like within a month of that, I also did um, some stuff with with TNA um, on their Explosion show, okay. um, and when they were wrestling in the Asylum in Nashville, and then. So that was like 2004, 2005. So then it was four years later of, of busting my butt and putting in the work um, and doing a, a total character change um, and transforming myself into Cody Deaner is what uh, kind of gave me – got me recognized by the management at TNA. And I got – I signed my a contract with TNA in 2009.
1: When I first stumbled upon you in Impact
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: was – I think it was on Twitch – and it was just vignettes with you and your tag team partner from the compound, and I'm like, oh man, I love these guys, and and you know, and that's where you guys are now, and that's what you're doing now. And so then when I was researching you for this show, I found you had a whole little run with uh, ODB as her crazed, yeah, insane boyfriend, <laughs> which was solid gold stuff. Like I had I, I youtubed it just like you said, found everything I needed. Man, what was yeah. that like? She's great, right?
0: She's amazing. Yeah. She's, uh, I like to tell people, you know, and I would have kind of casual fans that would just watch the show just to watch me, you know, and they would be like, that chick you're with, that ODB, <laughs> like, is she really, is she really like that? And I, I say, you know what, in wrestling, a lot of times the, the, the wrestler on TV is nothing like the person in real life but with odb that's not the case she is she's just as crazy in real life as she is on tv (laughs) she seems she is uh, is awesome uh i i still keep up keep in touch with her a little bit here and there she's doing a food truck business right now and she's doing well um still kicking ass and still wrestling too uh hopefully i'll i'll run into her again soon uh because she's she's a lot of fun
1: yeah i i uh from some of the people uh, that I spoke to on this show from impact and, and you and other things I hear uh, nothing yeah. but great things, especially now what's going on now. Uh, what, what do you enjoy most about being with, with impact as opposed to uh, any other promotion?
0: Uh, I'd say freedom. Yeah. Um, in impact, we're not like hinted a script and said, okay, here's who you are. And here's what you have to do. And here's what you have to say. Uh, Impact is smart enough. The creative team is smart enough. The management smart enough to have people on their show that they trust, know what they're doing. And they trust that I know who I am as a wrestler and as a performer. And I've literally been handed a script that says, you know, the Deaners do entertaining promo with (laughs) Willie Mack. And that's what it says.
1: They're letting that's what it says and i get talent to be talented
0: and i just get to get with cousin jake and willie mack and go okay guys what do you what do you want to talk about what do you want to say what do you want to do and we can like brainstorm be creative and come up with something that is totally our own so then it's up to us whether or not you succeed like we get the we get the chance to get over yeah. or sink or swim if if it's not good um it can be on us cuz okay we didn't we didn't do our job right, but if it's awesome and it's funny, if it's supposed to be funny and it's great, and the fans like it, like the stuff that me uh, and cousin Jake and William Mack did, then it's it's also on us too because we we did it and we came up with it and and we got to create that ourselves. So uh-huh. um, there's there's freedom there, man. It's freedom there, and it's yeah. it's very refreshing.
1: See, I uh, they, they let the talent be talented, and that's what you guys are good at. That's, you know what I mean? And and they put that yeah. trust in you, and I feel. I feel. I always say this all the time. I should have. I should have dared to dream to be big and 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 gone in the wrestling. And I feel like that is that freedom is something I personally would want. It's not. It's like freedom and trust. Like they're putting trust in you, in in yeah. in their brand in you. And I that just I mean that goes a long way to confidence and and accountability and all all sorts of stuff. So, which is but,
0: why I think you have all these. That's why there's all these guys have just jumped ship yeah. and they've just signed all these free agents. And I, I, and a couple of them are my friends, one of them being Eric Young. Yeah. And yeah. that's one thing that he, that he's been talking about. His answer would be the same yeah. um, is he just, he had handcuffs on in the WWE and he wasn't given freedom. And now all these guys that have come over here, it's like, a—I know it's just a breath of fresh air for them because the handcuffs are off. They get to be themselves. They have freedom to create work with uh, the production team, which is man. I got to just put over the production team without impact wrestling yet. David Sahadi, who's like literally one of the best producers in wrestling of all time. Um, any hardcore wrestling fan will know this guy because the rock and Austin promos from WrestleMania, yeah. like the pre-tape yeah. promos leading in, he made those and created wow. those. Like he's wow. amazing. Um, and there's another guy named Eric Tompkins. Uh, I call him star maker because mm-hmm. he can make anybody. a star. He, he edits and puts things, splices them together and makes everybody look good on the show. So when you're working with people like that um, with your vision and your that you want to create and put together man i just know that's such a breath of fresh air for these guys who have come over and they get to join the team and uh just really show the world that impact wrestling is the place to be
1: yeah yeah now i listen to busted open radio a lot every morning and yeah tommy dreamer's yeah. on there and i know he yeah, has a, a big hand backstage uh at impact have you had any run-ins with him
0: yeah he's one of my good friends yeah. we uh we both, uh, we texted other back and forth uh, when we, we liked watching old wrestling, yeah, crazy bet. old, <laughs> yeah. old school wrestling. And he'll, he'll be like, Hey man, watch this. And he will send me some crazy match with Thunderbolt Patterson from Detroit or something. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll get a chuckle and some of it's really bad. And then some of it's really good. And then some of it's awful, just like wrestling now. Like it's just, it's always been that way. So, um, but yeah, I've got, I've got to collaborate with, with Tommy dreamer. He's, uh, He's awesome. Awesome dude. I love sitting under the learning tree of Tommy and listening yeah. to his stories. Um, and he's one of the guys that I'll go to after I have a match. Um, I'm picky with who I will um, go to for advice. I yeah. have a few people that I trust that I will ask to uh, give me feedback on my matches. And he's one of the guys that I trust and he's one of the guys I'll go to for. Um, f- for guidance on yeah. what I
1: do in the ring. And it seems like he would give it to you straight on. Like he wouldn't say, Oh, great match. He'd say, Oh, here's what you need to do better. Blah, blah, blah.
0: And that's why I go to him. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to go to somebody who's just going to, you know, blow smoke and say, that was great. I want someone who's yeah. going to tell me, what sucked and tommy and Dreamer's always been that for me yeah, yeah. um on the indies and an in impact if something sucks he'll, he'll tell me it sucks and that's that's what i want to hear
1: awesome that's exactly that's what i thought tommy would be now you mentioned um a bunch of guys came over just came slammiversary and then the next uh you know the next night there uh on impact on tuesday you had a uh, ey you got a uh, ec3 but we have a tag team oh the motor city machine guns we had a couple tag teams but um, mm-hmm. we had the Good Brothers. Now, we're going to have Doc Gallows on a little later tonight as well. Um, Sweet. Could could the, the Deaners and uh, Motor City Machine Gun or the Deaners and the Good Brothers, uh, w- what are you looking forward to with all the new talent that's in there? Well,
0: I can definitely see it doing something with the Good Brothers down the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they uh, they like their brewskis yeah. the same way the Deaners yeah. do. Yeah. I can definitely see some, uh, button heads with them, some down the road. Or if not button heads, at least – sharing a couple of brewskis yeah. with those boys uh the Motor city machine guns are some guys that i've kind of followed they were in tna back 2009 uh, when i was so i've known those guys for a long time and always just enjoyed what those guys do in the ring and would love to get in the ring uh, with those guys and just just go toe to toe and and prove really that uh me and cousin jake are one of the best tag teams in the world and if you can be at the top of the impact wrestling tag team division right now, I believe you are the best in the world because we got the best tag team division in in the world. So I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Proud to be with impact with my cousin, Jake and man, there's so many awesome new matchups that can happen with these guys coming in. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen.
1: I'm sure the fans are too. Yeah. A lot of great things. And when you said that the tag division, it didn't even occur to me. Like, aw you know when they were first coming out they were like we're gonna focus on tag tag team wrestling but you've got the north that just had the titles for so long now motor city machine guns are there the good brothers the deaners uh the rascal i mean they're the, the tag team you're right the tag team division is strong in impact Strong. yeah dude
0: it's 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 stacked man yeah. it's, it's really stacked and uh which is awesome, right? It's just awesome yeah. to be a, part of, be a part of a stacked division and, and to know that you know, any, any tag team match that I have in that company, I'm going to be staying off across the ring from some quality talent and not have to worry yeah. um, about the quality of the opponent I'm with. It's going, to be, it's going to be great.
1: Now, we mentioned at the start, and I definitely want to get to it here at the end as we wrap up, uh, inspirational speaking is something that you, you came about I believe you were asked to speak at one of your, uh, you know, local schools. I, I think. Uh, yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, yeah, and now you're just you're all you're like you said you're daring to dream big, man. You're all in. You're, you're for the kids, and you got the the, the giver charity too, which which kind of go hand in hand. Uh, why don't you explain to to me and anyone else that's going to see this what that's all about? Uh,
0: the you want me to talk about the speaking or the charity Ta- stuff? Do, this, do
1: the I, I want you to do both, but start with the speaking.
0: Yeah. The speaking stuff. So like you said, that was something that kind of fell in my lap a number of years ago. And um, eventually I was able to take a step back because mm-hmm. I got, I kept getting asked to go to these schools and I started to realize like, wait a minute, people keep asking me to do this. Maybe I'm actually good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about the public speaking business, but I'm, I'm willing to learn and, and, and find out what's going on here. And I just, I kind of applied the same amount of hustle mm-hmm. that, I applied to independent wrestling when I first started, where it's just, you just got to hustle and put yourself out there. I I applied all those principles to speaking and it worked. I I was making connections and it kind of snowballed and snowballed. And all of a sudden I found myself traveling all across Canada, found myself in Alberta. Then I was in Saskatchewan. Then I was asked to go to Newfoundland. I was in BC and I've been all coast to coast across Canada speaking and loving every minute of it. And it's just, it's awesome. I get to talk about, I get to inspire kids and motivate them, but at the same time, tell them about the same thing that I love, which is wrestling. And I just tell my story. It's really all I do is I just, I tell them my story and my journey, journey in wrestling. And hopefully the lessons I've learned, they, they get to learn something from my lessons. And, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, stop the awesome. clock.
0: I found a second career that I love almost as much as wrestling. It's, it's, it's really amazing.
1: And I think you're, you're easy to talk to you. You speak well, uh, your cadence is great, and I think that all. I mean, I can feel. I literally can feel the emotion <laughs> through it. So uh, it doesn't shock me at all uh, that public speaking and, and inspiring kids is, is an avenue that you're going. Now, now tell me a little about this charity, this this giver charity, which I tried to get the sign down. I, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell yeah. you the story behind there the it sign is. here.
0: It's like it's, it's like the the yeah. just giver horns, but you got you got a C in it too. So that actually. Um, that like is that. my that's my sign name that is my sign language name that oh. i was given i was given this sign language name um from a young boy named christopher who was a big fan of mine he's a he's he's a deaf kid yeah who started started following me around and and, and liked me so much that he came up to me at a show and his dad said that christopher had a present for me and he's going like this yeah and i'm like I get and i'm like hey man like you're, you're screwing <laughs> up but it's like <laughs> this it's like no 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 he's like that's your present and he told me that you can only be given a sign language name by someone who speaks sign language. Oh. Usually if you say someone's name in sign language, you, you've got to spell yeah. the letters out yep. or you can be given a special name, but you can only be given a name by someone who speaks sign language. So Christopher was such a big fan of mine. He went home, he took my just give her hand sign yep. and he had to see for Cody. So this is yep. Cody Diener in oh, sign language. man, I, That is a I,
1: great story.
0: Yeah. So I use that. I tell that story actually in my speeches and, uh, that that became my, my symbol for giver for charity. So uh, again, it it definitely connects with my speaking. I, I, I love kids. I have four kids of my own. Um, I, when I approach wrestling, I actually approach wrestling from the mindset like of a child, because that's when I grew up loving it. I was a kid. So I try to always remember when I'm wrestling that there's kids watching this and I'm trying to see it through the lens of a kid and their imagination and their love for what they're seeing. So when I go to shows and I see families in the audience, I see kids there, like I'm wrestling for them. Like, that's what I'm there for. I'm, I'm there, I'm there for them. And I started to meet a lot of these amazing kids. And when I started to do some charity work, I decided I wanted to give back to kids and I want not just any kid. I wanted to try to give back to kids that I had a connection with. So all of the charities that I work with actually have a connection to a special wrestling fan of mine. So I do stuff for the Rumball uh, death camp. Nice. Well, I do that along with my buddy Christopher, who gave me my sign language name. I also work a lot with Lansdowne Children's Center, yeah. which I heard you mention earlier. You're a teacher. You work with kids yep. with autism. Yep that's actually um because of a connection i made with an autistic fan her name's regan um nice. i was her favorite wrestler and uh she came up to me at a show and we we started talking and in the middle of our conversation her mom's kind of off to the side her mom's crying and i'm yeah. like what's wrong yep. why are you crying and she said uh, my daughter doesn't really talk yeah. to anybody yep. she's autistic and yeah. for some reason she's talking to you and that, now i'm like "Yeah, well up yeah, I'm, I'm, get, like, I'm, cause Cause I'm like emotional i i'm like Like, I know how important that is, and you know what that's like, because, you know, certain kids, depending on where they are on the spectrum, like, they might not talk to anybody, or they might have a few people that they trust that they might talk to, but this girl, just for some reason, saw something in Cody Jr. and decided I was safe to talk to, and she wanted to talk to me. So, we we kind of formed a a friendship and a relationship, so her and I have done some fundraising for the Lampdown Children's Center. It helps kids with autism and special needs get involved in recreational programs, so... I am just partner. That's all I do is I just, I just, I'm just a tag team partner for a bunch of charities. I pick ones that I, I feel a connection to, and I feel like are doing good things. And I, I sell my T-shirts for them and give them all the money that I make. I have uh, special eight by tens that I sell at shows. I give them all the money I make. I do other different charity raffles and, and things. Uh, whatever I can do to kind of bring awareness to these awesome charities and, and and raise some money for them too.
1: That's awesome. You're the world's greatest tag team partner right there. That's awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's, something again that kind of fell in my lap. Yeah. And when it started to happen, I got I to to realize, you know what, if I'm, I do, I have some influence, the little influence that I do have as a professional wrestler, I want to use it for good. Yeah. And I want to, I want to try to use that influence in a positive way and bring awareness to some awesome people and some awesome charities. So that, that's what I try to do
1: with that. Awesome. Excellent. The, the, the sign language story was just phenomenal. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. we're, we're nearing the end of the show What I like to do it at the end of every, every show, every, everybody I have on, I'm going to give you the mic. Yeah. You can put over whatever you want. You can bury anyone. You can plug anything. Let us know. <laughs> the floor is yours. I will not interrupt Mr. Diener.
0: Well, I'm, I'm one of the things I talk about when I'm speaking is I, um, which connects to what you said earlier about you know, the kids that say I can't yeah. um, and they need to, they need like a mind shift. One thing that I always harp on when I'm speaking to kids is uh, focus on the positive mm-hmm. rather than the negative. Yeah. Cause if you just focus on the negative, you, you grow a victim mentality. Um, so I always focus on the positive. So I'm not going to bury anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my style. I'm not going to use it to bury anyone. I will just say that uh, we're in tough times right now. Mm-hmm. And, I I miss doing what I love. I'm not wrestling as much as I want to be. I'm not speaking in front of kids and at schools as much as I want to be, but I have hope that that will come back around. And I have hope that I'll be doing that more sooner rather than later. So, if anybody out there, whether it's a wrestling promoter or a wrestling fan um, that wants to see me wrestle in their community, reach out to their local wrestling promoter, get them to contact me. My public email is very easy to find. It's at Codydeaner.com. Um, my email's right there, Book Cody at All my infos there. If anyone knows a principal of a school or administrator that thinks, "Hey, that guy, that guy's got a cool story." I'd like to see him at my school or my, my friend should book them at his school. Again, get a hold of me, um, and I just want to be doing what I love. I want to be wrestling as much as possible. I want to be speaking as much as possible. So I'm just itching to be doing that more of what I love. So hit me up, and uh, hopefully I'll be wrestling and speaking in your community soon.
1: Awesome. Excellent. Excellent time. Have yourself a wonderful night. We're going to be in touch, man. I love everything you're doing. Thanks for giving me your time tonight.
0: Hey, no problem.
1: Thanks for having me. Let's yeah. do this again. Yeah, for sure. Later, man. All right, man. Take care. Yep. Awesome. 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 Vanessa, I know I should focus on the positive. It was an awesome interview. I will mention I did forget the Chem Valley Championship, but that's okay because we can ask it. We have him on again. You heard him. He wants to he'll do it again awesome 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 i had a blast i'm gonna go over and open the zoom room give vanessa in here uh so we can get dot gallows going guys what'd you guys think are you guys there are you guys spreading the love tweet the show out grab yourself a beer let's keep it keep the the, the momentum rolling uh this guy's called the standing streamer
0: wrestling with regret, you're watching putting you over.